0: he did something no quarterback will ever do again get drafted in the eighth round he's a two-time pro bowler and has as many rushing touchdowns
1: as joe delaney look it up it's true it's time to go from the gun with trent green on the program, Trend Green is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all-natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. Fourth quarter of the program begins right
0: now as we finish strong here on a championship Monday. Super Bowl 58 championships now. Three championships in the last five years. Back-to-back just the eighth franchise and just the ninth occurrence of back-to-back championships in the Super Bowl era. We talk about it with Trent Green. We're broadcasting live today at 119th and Row, 11721 Row Avenue. If you want a GPS at all your Henhouses have you covered. For Valentine's, get a uh, wonderful romantic dinner for two at Hen House. Let Hen House take care of the meal. A delicious dinner with an appetizer, a salad, uh, two entrees, your choice of prime rib, herbs to province turkey breast, uh, or mustard-encrusted salmon. Uh, two sides, two desserts, a French baguette and a single red rose, all for forty nine ninety nine. And of course, the floral department at Hen House always has you covered. They've got so many wonderful flowers. Uh, balloons bouquets of all varieties and of course the rose generally the star of uh, Valentine's Day you can get a dozen red roses for 25 bucks, or a dozen rainbow roses for $30 like I said all kinds of different potted plants uh, different flowers if uh, roses aren't uh, your Valentine's uh, favorite they got bouquets of all kinds of different flowers Uh, vases yep balloons yes stuffed animals everything to make a great presentation for Valentine's Day it's at your neighborhood henhouse go to henhouse.com at the floor of the department take care of you the way they take care of me, saving my bacon. Uh, Coming through many, many times with uh, birthdays and, uh, but of course, Valentine's Day. uh, They've got two immense balloons. Uh, You should give you, if you're in trouble, if you've spent an entire season watching 21 NFL football games and abandoning your Valentine, then you better come in and get what I'm guessing is close to seven or eight feet of balloons (laughs) as they are stacked on top of each other. The only way to make it up to your Valentine for abandoning her 21 times for cheating football is to come in with some balloons and wonderful flowers from henhouse
1: you can get a balloon and roses or you can get a balloon and a balloon that is roses that's right and then roses there you go that i I think would get it done
0: i think you're all set we have everything there uh we're all set to talk to trent green uh let's welcome trent to the uh, program trent how are you sir I'm doing great. I'm really, really hungry now. After
2: you just rattled off all the food that's there at Hen House, and uh, yeah. and I was also thinking, another reason to get a big bouquet of balloons or flowers would be to say, "Hey, guess what? For Valentine's Day, we're going to go to the parade." So yeah, yeah. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> yes, so, you're going to so need you've it. You've missed you've missed me all season because I've been so enthralled with football. Guess what? For Valentine's Day, we're going to go celebrate some football. So that's
0: a good yeah. thing too. Yeah, a, ro- a romantic get together with, uh, four or five hundred thousand of our best friends. Exactly. Uh, hey, we're gonna
2: park a mile away, walk up a hill, but we're gonna have the best time in front of Union Station. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome weather, and, uh, yeah, it's, what better way to celebrate?
0: That is the good news. 62 degrees this morning was what the uh, forecasted high is for Wednesday. So we will get incredible weather for uh, February here in Kansas City. So we got that going for us. Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
2: Well, I know that in years past, all the layers I've had to put on. So now it will only have to, you know be a minimal layer. So, but right. excited and looking forward to it. What what an amazing game.
0: Yes, it was. Uh, before we get into the game, I want to get your thoughts. What did you think of Las Vegas as a host city?
2: I thought it was great.
0: You know, yeah, I wish the too. weather
2: was better, which is weird to say about Vegas, but the weather in Kansas City early in the week when I was there, uh, the weather in Kansas City was actually better than it was in, in Vegas. Uh, just tons of rain and cold. We were on set uh, Tuesday night, uh, and Matt Ryan and I looked at, you know, it was uh, Kevin Carter on there. and. and uh Adam Zucker was hosting and we were uh we're joking. There's like three segments to go on a two hour live show. And this is at probably eight thirty in Vegas time, so ten thirty back here in Kansas City. And uh Matt Matt and I looked at each other and we're like, Yeah, we're gonna put our overcoats on. Enough of this tough guy stuff for an hour and a half. It's like it's raining, it's cold and uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go overcoats the last three segments of the show. So uh but I thought Vegas was great. Um I thought they handled it well. Uh, as far as I know, there weren't any major, like big major things that that went on. Um, I'm sure there was, you know, a bunch of small stuff that uh, that didn't make print, but uh, or didn't make the news. But uh, as far as I know, there were there was nothing major, which I think was a, a which was a big concern. Um, and yeah, with what, what just one one big celebration.
0: Yeah, it was. I I think, you know, listen, Vegas puts on big events. It's what they do. It was not a shock that they nailed this because, it's, it's, again, it's what they do. It's their uh, product is is come out here and we'll we'll put on a good time for you. And, And they did it. They nailed it. I will caution people. Any idea that, like, oh, this is just a complete, you know, fluke that the weather was like this, that is the rainy time. And so it, it kind of gets like that uh, in Vegas. Uh, you know, there's always a week or two that's kind of that, that way. So, you know, there's no guarantee that, oh, next time it'll be 75 and sunny. Eh.
2: Well, you know, the thing, the thing about it, though, that, that I really like and I think fans would like and I know the NFL liked is, is the, the close proximity that everything is together. Uh, if you wanted to walk the places, you could walk the places. I mean, that's the thing that everybody talks about in New Orleans, right? Once you get down downtown new orleans you really don't need a car everything's walkable um that, that you want to get to hotels superdome all that well the same thing with vegas if you wanted to walk it really wasn't that far a walk to, to, to get there um you know and they do have the, the transportation the rail that, that can get you from one end of the strip down to you know down to the mgm grand which gets you close to the stadium i mean there's uh, there's there's a lot of real positives about about having it there and hosting it
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I thought they did a fantastic job, and I think we're going to be going there on a regular basis Uh, for Super Bowls, and Chiefs fans won't mind. it will be returning to the scene of one of their greatest triumphs. Uh, What's your biggest takeaway from that game? Was it that resiliency? Was it that 75 minutes of football somehow managed to just seemingly... Completely reenact the entire season for the Chiefs. No offense, early defense carrying the freight. Some sloppy football along the way, and then finally at the end, the offense getting it all together and being unstoppable. Like, uh, is that what? What stood out to you? What was your biggest takeaway?
2: So, uh, yes, that was, that was my my biggest takeaway. Is I thought the game was like the season went right. It was. Uh good bad you know he had the defense stepping up in big moments big big conversions by the by the offense when you need it Mahomes using his using his feet when he had to um coming up with big pass plays getting hot Andy Reid dialing up you know the two touchdown passes were were, were Andy Reid's I mean those, those are designed uh and and guys are wide open uh and it's just a matter of, of executing and and Getting the, getting the ball in the vicinity, and the guys hanging on to it, and and they did. So I, I thought it was great. Uh, you know, we saw Chris Jones come up with a big play, uh, even though no one chose to block him on one of the most important plays of the game. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, Trent McDuffie stood out. Uh, I thought Sneed stood out. I bet, You know, all the guys that have had really good years and the defense has come up with big moments and big plays at big times, uh, I thought those guys – I thought those guys all did it. And then and then offensively, you know, when they needed it the most, uh, you know, the first half was frustrating, um, very similar to the frustrations of the offense throughout, throughout the course of the season. Uh, but coming in the second half or coming out in the second half and then, of course, into overtime, just finally getting into some rhythm and, and taking advantage of some opportunities and some field position, uh, I thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really just like watching the whole season in, in one game.
0: One of the things that I thought was amazing is that, like, you know, we sat and talked to all these experts on Radio Row, and so many of them, almost all of them, picked the Kansas City Chiefs. And when I would ask them why, they go, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. And we discussed it on Friday as we were making our picks. I'm like, in some ways, I'm like, is it just laziness that we're just, everybody's just like, well, he always does it. So, and we're not diving in and, and we're not recognizing that, hey, the Chiefs have shortcomings. I mean, they were an underdog for some reason. Right. Yet everybody thinks it's so easy. Just like, well, they have Mahomes, so they win. And in the end of the day, they have Mahomes. They won. Like right. that was actually expert analysis. It looked. Nope. It looked great for about
1: forty-eight minutes. Yeah. And then uh, It changed.
0: Yeah. And then, <laughs> right. nope. Right. They have Mahomes. They win. Is, is it just that simple? They have Mahomes, so they win.
2: Well, that was, uh you know, and one of the guys on the TV that would say that kind of stuff was me because I was like, I didn't feel real confident going into Buffalo. I didn't feel real confident going into Baltimore. Uh, but after what they were able to do, I just said, uh, I said, I think the Chiefs are going to win a close one and for no other reason that they have 15 behind center because he just finds ways to win. And, and that's, was he 15 and three now in playoff games? Uh, all three Super Bowls, they've been down by 10 points or more, uh, come back to win. I mean, it's just anytime he's in there, he's gonna he's gonna find a way, and and uh, it's it's phenomenal to see what he's been able to do at, at such a young age. Uh, I thought I thought the 49ers played well enough to win. Um, a small part of me feels feels bad for Kyle Shanahan and some of their players that have been so close now twice um, but then of course, I remember I live in Kansas City, so it uh you know it was it was tough to, to see a team lose because it was such a good game uh but yeah, with 15 back there, it's hard to go against them time in uh, in the playoffs.
0: What was your thought when in overtime the 49ers had fourth and four at the nine and they settled to kick the field goal? Um, did any part of you say, listen, you got to get a touchdown because Patrick Mahomes will go down the field and score a touchdown were you were you did you have any reaction when they took the field goal?
2: Well, I didn't because it was fourth and four. Had it been fourth and one or, or one and a half, something like that, then I think you you think a little bit more aggressively. Fourth and four is a – I don't know what the analytics and percentages and all that kind of stuff say, but based on the fact that Butker had already made a 57-yarder, I was like, well, you got to take the points because really all Mahomes is going to need is about 30 yards um, to get within, you know, to make it a 60, 62-yard field goal. Something like. So I said he's only going to need about 30, 35 yards. So go ahead and get the points as opposed to Patrick, you know, being able to, to, to find some way to get – you know, to get the 30 points um, or 30 yards to to, to set up the field goal to try and tie it. So I was fine at that point in time. I do know where you're coming from, um, not wanting to put that in Mahomes' hands. And then obviously because they went second, you know you have four downs to get it as opposed to three downs to get it. So um, that that changes the perspective on, on how you play call as well
0: i want to, I want to dive deeper because I'm I'm with you and I, and I think if you if you had a fourth and four and you're out at the thirty it makes it easier to go for it one the field goes longer and harder to make but also you've got more yardage to work with right you got more more field to defend nineteen yards is all the Chiefs would have had to have defended if they they go for it how much more difficult do those tight You know, scenarios, when you get down there, it sounds great. Oh, let's go for it. It's only four yards. Yeah, but you can't send anybody on a go to drag a a safety 20 yards down the field. You can't, you know, it's a very condensed area. How much more difficult is it to try to get four yards from the nine as opposed to when you're out at midfield and you can scare them with some deep stuff?
2: Well, it is a lot more difficult because everything gets condensed and everything's packed in there a lot tighter. I think the other thing that probably falls into uh, Kyle Shanahan's head at that point in time is like, <clears throat> okay, we've, we've had some protection issues. We've had some blocking scheme issues. Uh, and Udike Uzama came free one time, got into the backfield. Somebody forgot to block him. As I mentioned a minute ago, Chris Jones on one of the most critical plays of the game they block down and, and forget to block and let him go free. McDuffie on that huge third down comes off the left slot. Nobody touches him. He gets his hand on the ball. So there were multiple ways that Spaggs was dialing things up, causing confusion on that front or that protection group. So it's like, okay, it's fourth and four. There may be a guy coming free. Do we have that one-on-one that can happen? Well, the one-on-one hadn't happened. Sneed, McDuffie, Williams, uh, Reed, uh, Edwards, those guys, if you look at the numbers uh, of the star receivers, those guys were shut down all day. So. You know, do you take your chance on fourth and four to throw a jump ball to Kittle or throw a jump ball to, to Debo Samuel and, and hope you get the call? Um, you know, percentages say in that situation, they're not going to make that call. But, uh, so I think when you factor all those things together in a, you know, 40-second time frame where you got to decide all that stuff, um, I think that uh, I think you made the right call by kicking the field goal, especially at fourth and four.
0: Yeah, I, I listen. I think I'll, I'll, I'll object a little bit and say you made the wrong call because you lost, right? Like, so <laughs> right. If, if you lose a different way, it doesn't mean you. you the other call would have been right, but at right. the end of the day, that one didn't get there. So, well, uh, but again,
2: you don't get it, and then then Kansas City goes down, and kicks the field goal. I like, go, oh, well, why didn't you kick the field goal? Exactly.
0: Mahomes gets get stuffed then, on fourth and right. one. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. It's, right. It's, it's yeah. If your defense makes the stop on fourth and one, then right. then you're a genius because, that's because uh, that's the you took
2: part it. Part of Mondays is we all we get
0: to question everything, right? So. Yeah, I, I, you know, and we know when yeah. we're working backwards from the outcome that the 49ers lost, and at that point they hadn't lost, so you got to figure out the path. It's never as easy as we want to make it when we look back on it, but there is a sense that, like, I felt like both defenses were done. Right. Like they, they 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 had all they had had great performances, both defenses uh, for much of that game. But it was clear, I, I, like how much of it do you think the Chiefs offense getting going was about just they found the right part of the, the call sheet or how much of it was just they had finally worn down the Niners defense?
2: I think they'd worn him down. I think uh, the half that Kelsey had, uh, that second half in overtime where how he was able to get open in the middle of the field. Uh, you could tell Warner was gassed. At the beginning of the game Warner was all over the place and Kelsey wasn't involved. He was heavily involved in uh, you know, in the run game and, and you know, as far as stopping the run game. So then all of a sudden at the end, you know, Kelsey on a drag route able to pick up what was it 15 20 25 yards just on a on a regular drag route with with he's not that much faster than fred warner to where he could just outrun him on a simple drag route so uh i think i think to your point i think they did get tired a little bit um i do think that the chief's defense showed up on on third and fourth down on that final drive um actually on all three downs you know they kept it uh you know, they kept McCaffrey, I want to say, maybe a six-yard run. Then on then on second down, they stuffed him. Then on third down, um, you know, the pressure by Jones. Uh, so they, they had enough in the tank to, to hold him to a field goal when it didn't look very good because, you know, San Francisco was able to move it down the field in overtime and come up with some big conversions and big throws by, by Purdy. But uh, they stepped up big when they needed to. And then on the other side of things, Uh, As that series progressed, uh, I I do think that San Francisco's defense just just got tired, and and rightfully so because it was a a dynamic second half, uh, especially fourth quarter and overtime for the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, and and why is Patrick Mahomes just so brilliant? Andy Reid's great as well, but but why does he just seem to be so unstoppable in those situations?
2: Well, I think I think there's multiple things. I think uh, first off, Andy does a great job of putting him in position uh, to have success. Right? Some of those runs were called runs. Uh, they were recognizing the fact that Bosa was was slamming down on the back end and not staying home. Two of the big runs. That, uh, that Patrick had were, were over that side where, where Bosa was collapsed, uh, because he was chasing behind the line of scrimmage. And, um, I think the scouting report was, listen, Patrick, is that, they, those aren't going to be called runs. Those are going to be improv runs off of pass, pass plays. Uh, so I thought those were very well designed and, and timely calls. Um, and then I think the other thing is, is that Patrick has proven time and time again that, uh, He's the best in the game at improv. When things break down, uh, he has the ability to make that play, whether it's a throw, whether it's, uh, as he did in this game, stepping up in the pocket to make a big run up the middle, uh, whether it's a pump fake, spin move, get to the outside, throw it away to save a you know eight ten yard loss. You know all those improv uh, type of plays that he's able to make. Um, so I think there's a couple reasons. I think Andy Reid put him in position. Number two is just just Patrick's the best when it comes to um, you know extending plays and making things happen after that.
0: Yeah, he is. It is just amazing. It just like he's you know, you you can't kill him. Right, like, and I don't mean like physical. I mean just like, like, right. and the idea of like a- movies, you're like we just you can't get rid of the bad guy. He just won't go away. Like he is. If you're the other team, he's Freddy Krueger. He's Jason. You know, from Friday the Thirteenth. Like he just Michael Myers yeah. from uh, Halloween. Yeah. Like you cannot. He just keeps coming at you. I mean his right. his, his, competitive, his competitive fire. It just it just knows no
2: bounds. I mean, cue, it's... cue the music in the background. Exactly. That's exactly. Except that's
1: exactly. With, with, yeah, with, with Mahomes, it's not that music. It's just him going. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. right.
2: <laughs> or him, or him, just looking to the sidelines and doing that little flick with his fingers, where he's like, "Oh, you're yeah. the next one. If no, here he is. Yeah, he the next yeah. One because this is gonna, this is gonna put him away.
0: And, so. and I think it, it was, it was on display uh, when he was, you know, at the set with. Uh, um, uh, uh, Oh, Chris Berman, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and he's like, well, we're not done. Like, you yeah. know, they were kind of like trying to, like, like write the ending to the book. He's like, whoa, we're not done. Like, we're going to enjoy it for a few weeks, but then it's right back to work. I mean, he's already yeah. got it in his head. It's time to, you know, like, when he will go back at getting ready to go get another one. And, and that's not, I don't know, maybe to some degree not even healthy, is it?
2: Uh, it's, it's, it's part of who he is, you know, and, and I think that, uh, If they needed any motivation, not that they – I mean, he's – as he's proven time and time again, he's the ultimate competitor. But now all of a sudden you get a chance to do something no one else has ever done. You know, when when you're compared to Montana, when you're compared to Brady – when you are compared to Aikman, uh, in terms of wins, Super Bowl wins prior to prior to thirty years old. When you're all of a sudden starting to be compared to, to Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan and, and other athletes and other sports and about greatness and age and things and all all the different things that, that come together, uh, you know, no one in football has ever done the three P uh won three super bowls in a row. So that's extra added motivation and the fact that they've got some things they've got to do. You know, Patrick had a thirty seven million cap hit this year. They were able to make things work uh and get it done. Next year his cap hits at fifty seven million, so without a doubt it's gonna be restructured again, um, to create some space. It'd be great if they can get Jones back. It'd be great if they can get Sneed back. Uh, you know, they've got some decisions to make on Drew Tranquil and on Willie Gay. I mean, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made, but when your leader and the guy that's done more than anyone has ever done at this early of an age is already talking about, yeah, I'm going to take a couple weeks off and celebrate this, but then we're right back at it, that's got to not only motivate the front office, uh, Brett Veach, his staff, the coaching staff, but all of a sudden the guys are like, man, can we? how about we take a month off? Can we at least have a month? Maybe maybe he just give us a month, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna take a couple weeks and be right back at it." Then that sends the message to the whole team, you know, to the whole organization, you know. Uh, I, so I love those comments when he said, "Hey, I, I know you guys are talking Dynasty now, but, but we got a lot more we want to get done." So so I love that comment and the way he responded.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's it's amazing uh, that that he can. You know, I, I was thinking that he'd be completely spent. Uh, after that game because it was so stressful throughout. I mean, I know there was just relief uh, in my house just from going through all the drama uh, that <laughs> right. was going on of right. that. And yet he's there smiling and joking and ready to talk about going back at it. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, we're talking to Trent Green here in the uh, program. We'll take a break. I'll come back an extra segment uh, with Trent here on a Monday as we are wrapping up the uh, Super Bowl 58. Uh, we will talk about it with Trent. We're live at Henhouse House here at 119th and Row, 11721 Row Avenue. The floral department at Hen House has you covered for Valentine's Day. Don't forget, a dozen red roses are just 25 bucks. a dozen rainbow roses, $30. Also, beautiful bouquets of other flowers, a great selection to choose from there. All kinds of balloons, stuffed animals, everything to make your Valentine uh, feel like a, a hero. Plus, a romantic Valentine's dinner for two. Go to henhouse.com. You can check it out. It's right there online at
1: henhouse.com. All right, the good sense, end of the hour answer. How many players have caught at least 30 passes in a single postseason?
0: At least 30 passes? Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume uh, one of the uh, Chiefs did it? Uh, they
1: did. Uh, Travis Kelsey did it? He did 33 this year. I'm sorry, 32 this year. Well,
0: Jerry, I know he's still chasing Jerry Rice and Super Bowl catches, Uh, So Jerry Rice had to have done it. Nope. Really?
1: In a single postseason.
0: Yeah, but but collectively, he's still, well, he's got more catches than Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is second. Jerry Rice isn't on that list? Mm -mm. Wow. Oh, let's welcome in Trent Green uh, here to the uh, program. Maybe Trent's got an answer for this. Trent, you, you uh, uh, of course, CBS Sports, former uh, Pro Bowl quarterback in the Kansas City Chiefs, joins us as we're broadcasting live here at Hen House, where you can get a delicious Valentine's meal for two. Go to henhouse.com. Let's see for yourself. Uh, 30 catches in a postseason. How many, how many players have done that? Uh, Trent, uh, Travis Kelsey's one. Uh, you got any? Can you think of somebody who did it as well? You
2: know, I, I, I was thinking Jerry Rice also, but since that got shot down, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. I, I, two that immediately popped in my mind would have been Michael Irvin or Jul, or Julian Edelman.
0: I'll go
1: in your backyard as well. How about a Tory Holt or an Isaac Bruce? Those guys all had at least 25 in a single season. But, no, actually, Travis Kelsey, by the way, has done it twice. He had 31 back in 2020. He had 32 this year. Larry Fitzgerald had 30 in 2008. Ah. And the record set just three years ago or two years ago, Cooper Cup. 33 oh, for the Rams. Right. So the answer is uh, three, three. Three players okay. have done it a total of four times. Wow. All right. I
0: love that. Uh, sneaky, Curtis. Mm-hmm. Uh, sense you can get it on your way home. Order online right now at GoodsenseSubs.com. Slicing the meats and cheeses right in front of you. They've always done that. That's not nothing uh, new at Goodsense. Baking the bread fresh two, three times a day. You'll smell it right when you walk in the door. Found it in Lenexa, Kansas. Get you some Good Sense tonight. You can order online at GoodsenseSubs.com or use the app. Great way to order. As well, we are talking to Trent Green here in the uh, program, and um, Trent, uh, th- this defense we talked about. You, you know, you mentioned some of the names of guys that are going to be moving on, but kind of pretty well equipped. The depth of defensive backs with Josh Williams and and uh, Watson, and and God, who, who hit the out of sight, out of mind. Let me let me look at my depth chart here about the DB they lost in training camp that everybody was raving about was in it, the organization. Was it Nazi Johnson? Uh, was it him? Where's the uh, reserves? Uh, they take all, now uh, it my... Things been updated, and so now he's not listening. I think it might have been Nazi Johnson. Um, yeah, because Nick Jones was this year's pick. Nazi Johnson, you know, was was you know the kind of the camp darling before he got hurt. Uh, they seem to have a, an answer if they walk on Legarius Sneed. Leo Chennault played a fantastic game if they walk on Willie Gay and or Drew Tranquil. Well, I don't think they're going to walk on both of those guys. FAU, we saw him make a couple of plays. He's obviously part of the equation on the defensive line. I mean. This defense may not be as good next year. I don't think it will be as good, but it shouldn't be bad, should it?
2: No, I, I like all those young players that you that you just listed off. Um, you know, I, I think you go back two Super Bowls ago. All the all the secondary guys or most of the secondary guys were rookies, and then now they got another year of experience. and And I thought they all played a lot better. I'd like to see him sign Sneed, but I think um, you know it could come down to how much. How much he wants and how much he's willing to take and does he want to test the market and you know it becomes the the Tyreek Hill thing again right it's like okay if you want to be one of the highest paid guys we probably won't be able to keep you because we've got other areas of need uh and they've got guys that uh you know whether or not they're that lockdown corner like Snead has proven to be um those guys are very expensive so uh wouldn't fault him for leaving but uh if, if he You know, not to say it's a team-friendly deal, but uh, but make it more manageable. I think there's there's a way they can make it happen. Um, Yeah, I I don't know about moving on from both both Tranquil or or Gay. Uh, I I do think I I agree with you. I think they'll try and find a way to bring back one of them. Carloffis, I know you brought up Chenal, but but I thought Carloffis had an outstanding game, had yeah. a really good season. His improvement from last year to this year, so yeah, there's a lot of really good young talent. Uh, Bolton continues to be at some point in time they're going to have to pay him because he's, and I know he was he was banged up multiple times this year, but uh, but he's a different He He's He's one of the best linebackers. Uh, you know, you could put him, I'd already say he's in the top three to five, something like that, without going down the list of inside linebackers. I just, I just think he's so good and he's so aware um, the way he plays, the way he studies, how important it is to him, the way he takes care of him. I mean, there's just on and on why I think, uh, you know, he's just going to be a star for a long time if he, if he can stay healthy.
0: How concerned are you about Creed Humphrey's snaps?
2: Uh, it's kind of been a problem now for a while. I'd like to see more consistency there. I think he's so good as far as a blocker. Um, you maybe let some of that go, um, but I do think it I do think there needs to be more consistency there, uh, especially at how good he is. Um, to see it continually being a problem, uh, I don't. You know, without getting into the meat and, meat and potatoes of it, I'm, I'm sure Andy Heck is. Has dissected it all and, and put it all together and, and, and will at some point in time. And I know he's probably already addressed it, but uh, we'll continue to address it because, yeah, you, as a quarterback, you don't ever want to have to divert your eyes. Uh, other than just to kind of glance at it and look it in, but when it's, when it's kind of down low, uh, it causes you to, you really have to take your eyes off the coverage. So by the time you locate the ball, get the ball, get back up, okay, wait a second, I missed the rotation of the linebackers, the safety, you know, those, those are the things that you need early reads on in terms of trying to find a progression and, and that kind of thing. So it, it is a problem. So, uh, but he is, he is so good, I think, that you overlook it. It's just at some point in time you've got to address it, especially when you're talking about uh, extending him uh, from a contract standpoint and uh, where they go from there.
0: Uh, do you think that you know, listen, uh, Donovan Smith was on kind of a one-year prove-it deal? Did he prove it enough to get multiple years, or, or are they on down the road looking for the next guy to play left tackle?
2: Well, I think a lot of it just comes down to, the, to, to contract structure. I don't know all the details of it, but uh, but I mean, once again, if you 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 know put it into a situation, I thought he played well. Uh, I, you know, was he, you know, was he a guy that uh, you're like, oh, he just completely dominated his man one on one? Was he Willie Rope? Okay, I'm a little, I'm a little biased because Willie Rope yeah. was my guy. So, uh, was he Willie Rope? No, but but. Um, you know, obviously they want they want a Super Bowl and and they did a lot of really good things. Uh, same thing as Creed. You'd like you know some some more consistency, um, but I thought uh, yeah that that's going to be one of those decisions they have to make. You know, what did they do with Joe Tooney? You know, he's he didn't play the last couple of games, but he's proven he can jump out to tackle if you need him to play a tackle. So I believe he has one year left. Doesn't he have one or is it two?
0: Uh, Tooney's, I think they extended him here. Hang on, I can tell you. I oh, did was, they? Okay. I always got – well, I think when when they didn't get the deal done with Chris Jones, all of a sudden there was a, uh, a statement about Tooney. I think they reworked his deal. He okay. is uh, signed uh, for 24 and 25. And okay. next year his cap hit – is 27 million and it's only 22 if you cut him. So there's not a whole lot of savings. The following year, he's 11 million to cut and 28 or 27 million to keep. So it, it, I think that move, I think they kind of restructured that, gave him some money and made it like, okay, if we're not going to get Chris Jones and let's make sure we keep Joe Tooney in place. So he's got a couple of years still on his deal. If you
2: decide, if you decide to, to move on from Donovan, uh, from Smith, uh, $27 million for a starting left tackle. If Joe could play a full season, t- he's proven he can play it. I don't know about playing an entire season, but he's, he's both in New England and in Kansas City. He's proven he can, he can bounce that to tackle if you need him. So uh, I don't know. Those, those are all the, the fun pieces that, uh, you know, Brett Veach and, and Andy get to uh, get to piece together, um, you know, as far as the cap and, and how they want to structure it all.
0: Do you agree with me that yes, you won a Super Bowl with this receiving core, but you know that can't be the plan. The plan has to be to upgrade at receiver.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You need you need to have you need to have an upgrade. Uh, and, and I'm happy for MVS. I'm happy that he came up big in the playoffs. Happy he came up big in the in the Super Bowl. Uh, happy for McCole. Um, but, yeah, you need to, you know, I thought Rasheed Rice made great strides. I think he's made, you know, he's kind of solidified himself as that guy. Now you need to see it take a next step. You know, next season's got to be another step. You can't just rest on the fact that, you know, for half the season I was I was Patrick's guy other than Kelsey. Uh, I think he needs to continue to grow and continue to show some consistency and work on route running, work on contested balls. Uh, he's good at yards after catch. I thought it was pretty telling. Did they like him with the, with the football in his hands when they handed him the ball off twice, uh, especially after he fumbled the first time. They gave, they gave him the ball again. Um, so they do have a lot of faith in him and, and what he can do. Uh, but I do think you need to uh, you know, make some improvement in the, in the receiver room.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's going to be one of their uh, one of their priorities. And when you look at it, like they're not, you know, up against the cap wise the way the Forty ers The Forty ers have got to make some really difficult decisions. They've only got about a million and a half under the cap right now. The Chiefs have forty plus million, and all the guys that we've mentioned many times that that uh, you know aren't going to be there. So they, they've at least got some room to kind of work uh, and and try to uh, make the club better. Would, would wide receiver be your top priority looking ahead? uh top priority I don't know I think my top priority would probably getting Chris Jones back
2: you know I think I think that's probably my top priority um what they decide to do with uh, with donovan Smith uh in in terms of the offensive line uh that would be probably number two uh as you can tell as, as, a, as a quarterback you want the you want the big guys up front to be to be taken care of but um yeah I, w- I would think that's one of the you know one of the top three Things to get decided, um, you know, linebacker falling in there as well. Uh, what you're gonna, you know, what you're gonna do there in terms of uh, getting that that uh, that position squared away. So, um, yeah, that, that would that would kind of be my priority. And I know you said forty some million, but. You know, there is no way that they're going to have Patrick at fifty-seven million in cap number uh, for next year. So, there will be. I'm imagining there's going to be another twenty to thirty million created by him restructuring. So, um, I think you almost have to start looking at it that way.
0: Okay, all right, and that gives him a lot more money to work with. We're talking right. to Trent Green here in the uh, program, uh, Trent uh, Corn Dog. Tom and Jerry with corndog motion. Uh, by the way, you got to love uh, Andy Reid's uh, plays. Uh, but the uh, touchdown to McCole uh, Hardman, basically the same thing that got the uh, Eagles. And Andy Reid talked about it with uh, Peter King. That's made the, uh, the rounds everywhere where he's like, listen, they put that on there knowing that they would cover it because everyone had seen it and so much had been talked about with the Eagles. So they expected them to basically spread out, and it was supposed to be a shovel pass on the inside to Jarek McKinnon, but they bunched in and took care of the shovel pass, and then when the motion came, it worked exactly, maybe not quite to the degree, not the wide-open nature that it was against the Eagles. But uh, is that just incredible play design, or did the 49ers just blow it?
2: Well, I think I think it goes back to to both play both touchdown passes. You know, I think the attention that, that Travis draws, uh, you know, causes confusion, and, and they didn't trade it off. Uh, same as the MVs touchdown they they doubled and jumped on travis and and kind of let him go up that seam, and then and then on the the final play the Tom and Jerry same kind of thing they you know you saw the motion come in the corner collapsed to the inside bunch formation and then when all of a sudden he reversed angles and and goes out to the outside they're trying to cover him from inside out and there's this that's that's angles, right? That's just that's just math. <laughs> you're not going to be able you're not going to be able to unco- uncover it or, or cut underneath it, you know, fast enough. So, um, yeah, that that was that was just uh, either poor design or poor communication on the 49ers you know, from a coverage standpoint.
0: Was there ever a time in the game where you thought this isn't going to happen? They're not going to get it
2: done. No, no. I you know I think in the first half when. San Francisco didn't take advantage of some opportunities, you know, and and you know, specifically the first drive of the game when McCaffrey had the fumble, uh, and he had an outstanding game, you know, he he probably would have been MVP had had the 49ers been able to to, to pull it out. Um, but uh, when they didn't come away with points there, when they settled for some field goals, I know the I know the Chiefs weren't very good in the red zone, but they were good in the red zone when it mattered. And uh, the 49ers had some issues in the red zone too, especially you know, in the overtime, and and we've talked about it in the last segment with going for it or not going for it on fourth and four, uh, but yeah, it's that's you know that's those are the decisions you sit there and you look back on and you know, and I know Kyle Shanahan got got grilled about the decision to take the ball first and you know what goes into that in, in terms of. Taking the ball in overtime because the overtime playoff rules are different. And, you know, all, all those things uh, that come into play. But, but that's what uh, Monday after the Super Bowl is, especially when it's as close as it, as it, as it was. And, and uh, you know, the outcome is the way that it is. You're going to get second-guessed on everything.
0: Yeah, no, that's just the reality of the the position, and and I'm with you. You know, you said earlier that it's kind of sad watching the 49ers, like you know, to be this close and a lot of the same guys. It seemed, you know, when you see uh, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, that they're friends and everything. It was you know, a little bit like Jason Kelsey last year, kind of like ah, that sucks. And then you're like, what? yeah, back to the party, celebrate. Uh, you know, <laughs> feel good good feel for us. For but
2: you butt. you're right, feel yeah, free butt.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sucks. But uh, better you than us. So. Uh, we're gonna go party now. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, it, it was. Um, it, it, there is that moment though where you, you do feel a little bit. And I, Kyle Shanahan is gonna get one one day, don't you think? Or 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 do you think that like he's got to find that Hall of Fame quarterback? And Brock Purdy may not be it.
2: I, I think he gets one. I mean, I think it's gonna be interesting what they do from a cap standpoint. I know they've got some. Uh, they've got some things and decisions they've got to make. Um, you know, I think as long as, you know, Purdy, what do he make, $870,000? I mean, yeah. the guy, I mean, the numbers he put up, I mean, he should have been, Or uh, well, I think he was a pro bowler. Um, you know, the numbers that he put up and uh, the fact that I think probably now if he's 870 this year, he's probably, you know, 950, 980, still under a million bucks for next year. Um, you know, you can, do, you can do a lot of things. You know when your quarterback is, uh, you know, playing under that type of contract. So, uh, I, I still think there's things they can do, and um, they've got a lot of decisions they make. But I but I agree with you. I, I think at some point in time, you know Shanahan that he gets one, and you know it'd, it'd be a cool moment for he and his dad. You know, obviously being the father son tandem to get a Super Bowl that would be uh, that would be cool.
0: Uh, it is time for our final four, brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. If you're a golfer or you've got a golfer, maybe you're looking for a great gift uh, for new clients can save 20% on gift certificates for a 90-minute golf fitness evaluation that includes a Titleist Performance Institute screening, KVS 3D motion swing analysis, personalized exercise routine, dynamic warm-up routine as well. Learn more at com slash sports performance. Uh, Trent, I will start you with this. You said uh, you give us a time on how long you thought you'd spend at the tables, uh, how how long did you end up spending at the tables in Vegas? It was about an hour. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't.
2: Yeah. I didn't go until uh, until after the last show. So the last show ended at nine. By the time I got back to the hotel, ten. I went and met my uh, producer and, and some of the guys that were on the set with me, and then so yeah, yeah, about an hour.
0: All right. Uh, what's the best city for a Super Bowl? Now that you've experienced a new one in Vegas.
2: Um. Gosh. You know, I, I did, New Orleans is always. Is always good, just because every, like I said, everything's so close, right? There's a lot of the Super Bowls are spread out. Um, I didn't go to the one in Tampa. I know Miami always has a great, great experience, but Miami is very spread out, depending yes. on where the different events are. So, getting to and from makes it difficult, but you know you're going to get good weather. Um, so I would, yeah, I, I guess I'd probably lean towards uh, towards New Orleans. Same same thing for Arizona. You know, you're going to get good weather, but Arizona's pretty spread out in terms of where all the different stuff is around town. So uh, I'll
0: I'll lean on New Orleans. I think it's like Vegas and New Orleans uh, neck and yeah. neck uh, for well, just New Orleans is proximity. next year, isn't it? I think New Orleans yeah. is next year. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get a, we'll get a close comparison there. Um, all right, is Chris Jones back with the Chiefs next year? Yes or no? What you going to tell you? I do think so. I do um, it, it's not going to be
2: probably the blockbuster that he's looking for but if he's willing to, to take a little bit uh less than than breaking the bank I, I think there's probably a number that beach has in mind that will be kind of ballpark and if chris is willing to do that as he said he wants to play the rest of his career with mahomes and would love to just finish his career kansas city said that multiple times um i guess we'll see how that all comes together but uh i, I think the defense as we all see is significantly better with him in there
0: Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. Um, All right, and finally, who leads the 24 Chiefs uh, in receiving yards? Obviously, the uh, leading candidates would be Kelsey, Rashi Rice. I'll let you just say other, somebody they draft or sign or trade for. uh, Who do you think leads the 24 Chiefs in receiving yards?
2: I'm going to go with Rice. I think that he's proven that that Patrick trusts him, and and I think as we saw, he got more and more involved. He got close to 1,000 yards. Uh, I think Travis obviously continues to be that that type of uh, connection with Patrick but uh, but I think it'll be rice and and we'll see what pieces they bring in to put around them
0: yeah no doubt Trent uh, great stuff as always we really appreciated all the great work this uh, year it's always great talking football with you every Monday we with a tear in our eye, uh, we, we, we finish up our final one. Hopefully you'll let us bother you a couple of times uh, during the offseason when some Chiefs topics come up. But it's been great working with you all year, buddy. Thanks so much for all the great work.
2: Always great. I appreciate it. And before I get out of here, I know we gotta, we got to leave. Uh, the opening game, I think, is going to be Kansas City and Houston. I, I love think it. Gonna, I, think, I think that's going to be one that uh, that jumps on the schedule. So that's yeah. what I'm going with. Hey, enjoy the season. Thanks, guys. You, you bet. Right? You're the
0: man. Trent Green, uh, great, great stuff. Does a great job on CBS uh, with the quarterback show, as, as a broadcaster, and all breaking things down with us. Just uh, so pleased and fortunate to have him breaking down football every Monday. We'll take a break. Kicker's next.
1: We're almost done for the day, but... There's just a few more things we'd like to share. But there's still more. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker of this whole thing. On the program.
0: All right, it was a joyous night for all of us here in Kansas City. Wrapping things up here at Hen House, henhouse. com. You can put in your order right now for a uh, wonderful uh, romantic dinner for two. A hen House does all the cooking for you. Get that Valentine's dinner. Go to henhouse. dot com. Floral departments catch you covered. Dozen roses, twenty five bucks a dozen. Dozen red roses for twenty five bucks. The rainbow roses for thirty. We had uh, a great time. 49er fans did not, nor did their radio call. Here it is. uh, Greg Papa and Tim Ryan on the 49ers radio network.
1: Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right. Throws, touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! (laughs) Dang it! Tim, your
0: thoughts? Dang it! Yeah. Uh, So there's joy here in Mudville. There is no joy in the land of wine and cheese.
1: Wine and cheese, you're right.
0: Dang it! What a great.
1: It's pretty good. I love call. to hear the other team's sadness. Yeah. Their tears yeah. sustain yeah. me.
0: Uh, as the Chiefs, uh, you know, send 49ers fans and their broadcast home in misery. Ah, uh, yes. Take that, Giants. Yeah. How do you like that? There's one back at you. We, we've taken them. We we lead the KC San Francisco championship duel 2 to 1 now. 2 to 1. So. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Madison Bumgarner. What do you think about that? Go ride your wild horses tonight.